guys. Welcome back to the Road to Mads podcast. I'm Min Dong. Uh, Matt Giglio, 20 days till the college basketball season begins. Yeah, 20 days left. Each day uh, that goes by, I just get more excited. Indeed, and uh, now it is really time to start those high majors. You could have said last time was this time, but uh, now it officially is in the high majors of the Converse previews. In today's episode, the first of many, the American Converse preview. This one looking to be a great one once again. Last year, the American had two teams make it to March Madness. Uh, Houston, the first team, losing in the Final Four, and also uh, Wichita State kind of coming out of nowhere and being the underdog story for most of the season, in the American at least. But uh, it's going to be a very good season once again for the American, and I'm very excited to get to today's episode. Yeah, I'm very excited as well. And like you said, the American Conference, um, we do not have those six teams that have that have gotten an invitation from the American. Should we, should we, should we run down? Should we, should we get that quickly? Yeah, uh, it is obviously, like we talked about last episode, some of the Conference USA teams that will be joining. Uh, this is probably due to the four teams leaving in 2024 from this American. Houston is leaving. UCF is leaving. UCF's leaving, correct? Yeah. Cincinnati is leaving, and is there one other team leaving, or is it a team from another conference? It is BYU, so it is not. Okay. So there's only three teams leaving from the American. But, yes, yeah, six teams are joining, and do you have that list up now? I do. The teams are Florida Atlantic, Charlotte, North Texas, UTSA, Rice, and UAB. They, have a, they haven't really gotten an invitation, but they have officially requested to join the American, and if they – and if the American accepts them, this would be a, a 14-team conference. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting list. Uh, you got some teams that are very good and very talented. And you got to look at, obviously, all the sports coming and, obviously, the size of the school. Um, it makes sense for some of these teams to join. I think um, just looking at it overall, North Texas is probably the best team to benefit, I think, from, to join the American. I think there's some teams on there that aren't as competitive and if you look at it in all the sports, uh, obviously you look at basketball, for example, Florida Atlantic, not the greatest of teams this year uh, in terms of basketball. But then you got some teams that are good, like North Texas. UAB, I'd say, is up there as well. Maybe even Rice, if you want to include them as well. So, obviously, this is still in the works. We do not know what will fully happen uh, with these invitations and if they, if all these teams get the invitations. But American could be on the rise now after losing three of the better teams, I'd say, uh, in this conference. Yeah, definitely agree with you. And uh, let's just get right started with the American Conference. 20 days left. Um, who is your American Player of the Year? Yeah, obviously we're not getting the rundown, so sorry if you missed it. You're going to have to look back at the other episodes. But uh, my American Player of the Year is going to be Marcus Sasser from Houston. I know it's a very bold take. There's a lot of great guys to go with, especially in the American this year, with a lot of newcomers coming into the conference. Marcus Sasser is my guy, though, the veteran returning. 13 points a game, two and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, and one and a half steals per game this past season. He's going to be the focal point of this Houston team this year with Craig Grimes and a lot of other guys gone. So uh, I expect Martin Saxer to really step up big, uh, especially with, uh, like I said, Quentin Grimes and also uh, Jarreau also gone. So uh, Marcus Sasser's show in Houston. Yeah, I'm going with a, another player. I'm not from Houston, but from the state of Texas, Kendrick Davis of SMU. 19 points, four rebounds, seven and a half assists last year. He was a beast for SMU last year, clearly the top option. 
uh, he's, he's staying for another year. I think it's his final year. No, it's not. It's, it's his fourth year at SFU. So he has one more year left if he does choose to. But, yeah, um, he's in the what's – the, what's the point guard award again? Uh, Bob Cousy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of the, the – he's in the Bob Cousy watch list award, so he's, he's pretty good. And, yeah, I think there's going to be a big season for SMU this year. Yeah, definitely. SMU looks to be a little bit different, but uh, returning their top guy, Kendrick Davis, a huge step in the right direction for them in terms of their success in the past couple or so years. Back to the semi-Ojoy days. We talked about that last year, I remember. But uh, now time for Dark Horse. Dark Horse for me, Tulane. Yes, Tulane, three stars and some of the best you return for this team. The king of zones, man, Ron Hunter. Uh, never going to let, let go of that one from what you said. But uh, he's done a great job so far at Tulane. I believe this is now year three, I believe, at Tulane. Uh, since coming over from Georgia Southern. But, uh, yes, they do return the top option, Jalen Forbes. He dominated last season, man. Coming over from Alabama last year, a really great addition to Tulane. And also bringing in lots of underrated transfers, led by Devon Baker from UNC Asheville, a guy who I had as my uh, Big South player of the year last year. Didn't really pan out too, too well, but we'll see what happens this year with him coming and many other more. So I'm excited to see what Tulane has coming in store. Uh, definitely could be a dark horse team in my eyes. Mm-hmm. My dark horse team, speaking of SMU, is SMU. I think they're a scary team, obviously. Like I mentioned, Kendrick Davis is my American player of the year. I think he's the most underrated point guard in the nation headed into this season, and they struck big on the transfer portal. Zach Nudal, obviously, both of our um, Southland player of the year uh, last year. Marcus Brothers from Duquesne, his brother. Michael Weathers, who was actually the SWAC player of the year last year for Texas Southern. And Tristan Clark, who was a all-conference Big 12 player two years ago uh, before getting getting um, a medical condition this past year. And he's, he's finally cleared, so he transferred to SMU. I think they'll play spoiler. I think they're a tournament team. Yeah, I think I think in terms of the American, I think this, this conference is very deep, especially this year. Last year, I think it, was, it wasn't really that deep. We knew that Houston would automatically make it. Didn't really expect Wichita State to make it, but uh, Memphis was also another team who probably should have made it but did not. Um, but I think it's really different this year. I think these top five or so teams, maybe even top six, are competing for a spot this year and obviously getting a bid. So now let's just get on to those rankings. 11 teams in this American Conference now. So uh, let's just get started with number 11. Unfortunately, there is a last-place team for every conference. This one, a no-brainer in my eyes. Yeah, South Florida here. Uh, only one starter returns and little of the bench return for South Florida. This is definitely a rebuild, rebuild mode team for sure now. Lost their top option, David Collins, and lost, obviously, three other stars as well. Definitely did get a lot of transfers, though, underrated transfers. I think this team's definitely going to take a huge step back in this rebuild time for South Florida. Yeah, South Florida at number 11, like you said. And every team has a last-place team. Um, every conference has a last-place team, sorry. But, yeah, one starter back, little bench. and. It's rebuild time. Yeah, definitely, unfortunately, it is rebuild time. But now moving on to number 10. Number 10, another team who has been in quote-unquote rebuild time as well, I guess. East Carolina right here. Uh, four stars and a good amount of the bench drew return for ECU. ECU does lose the top guy. RTM's, one of RTM's finest, Jaden Gardner. Uh, I think they do finish near the bottom once again. They finish, with, they finish in the bottom with Gardner, even though Gardner was an all-commerce player. Uh, they really, didn't really have a supporting cast around him. Do bring in Winston Tabs, though, from B.C. Shout out to Winston Tabs. And also bring in uh, Mass native Alexis Reyes. Uh, so shout out to him as well. Two Mass guys teaming up in East Carolina. I think this team uh, is going to be all right. I do, obviously, losing Gardner is huge. So I think they definitely will be towards the bottom still. 
So that's why I have him here at number 10. Yeah, East Carolina, number 10 for me as well. Team returns basically everyone else, but that doesn't compensate for the loss of Jaden Gardner. Winston Tabs, BC guy, uh, BC transfer. He's in, but I think it will be a long season for this East Carolina program. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there, definitely. Now I'm moving on to number nine. Uh, here's where the changes begin. I got Temple here at number nine. I know Temple is going to be looking very good this year in terms of the recent years where they're at the bottom of the pack. Three stars and most events drew in turn for them. This team is definitely on the rise in terms of the American play. Uh, I think next year could be their uh, highest it's been in a while, but they do bring back uh, top two options in Khalif Battle and Damian Dunn. Uh, I think the team definitely shows spots where they can definitely compete with some of these other uh, top-heavy teams in this American Conference. Right now, I still think it's just one more year so they can get that big boom and big rise. Definitely a dark horse team, early candidate for next year, in my eyes especially. Yeah, uh, Temple is such a good program, uh, but their glory days obviously are, are gone. At number nine for me, Tulane, three starters, some of the bench returns they did get um, very good transfers. Devon Baker, like you mentioned, from UNC Asheville. And yeah, the king of zones, Ron Hunter. Um, Still think about that every day, that how, how wrong I am for that. But uh, it is what it is. Um, Tulane, they, they're, they're on the rise. But I think, I think uh, they're, they're kind of capped this year, especially with how deep the American is. Very fair. I think that's kind of the same case with all these three teams we have right here. Uh, number eight, another team kind of uh, falling victim to the cap of the American, Tulsa. Uh, three stars and some of the best drew return for this Tulsa team. They had a very good season last year. Unfortunately, they do use the top two options, though. Not too much returning from the offensive side of the ball. Very underrated transfer, though. You got to look at it. Jeremiah Horn coming in from Colorado. He was a very great player last year for Colorado. I definitely think, though, Tulsa take a step back. This team's still competitive 100%, so do not count them out in any single contest in the American. Yeah, definitely. And number eight for me is Temple. Three stars, most of the bench return. Their backcourt of battle and done. I think that's one of the better backcourts in this conference. This team, I think, like I said, I mentioned the glory days back, back a long time ago during the eight ten time. Uh, I think I think it'll be there in the foreseeable future. They'll get there again soon. Yeah, I definitely hope so for Temple's sake. Uh, obviously, a very historic franchise, and uh, they haven't really been near the top in a long time. It seems. Hopefully, next year is that bright spot. But they're going to see small glimpses of that. Hopefully, this upcoming season. But now moving on to number seven. Number seven, I do have Tulane here, my dark horse. I talked about him a lot already, but uh, returning Jalen Forbes, who dominated last season and also bringing in some pretty underrated transfers. I think the King of Zones, Brian Hunter, definitely has a good uh, system coming up this upcoming season. And they, the one vivid game I remember from Tul uh, Tulane last year was a game against Wichita State uh, at Tul uh, Tulane. Uh, they kept that game very close with one of the better teams in the American. So I think there's going to be another great dogfight battles for this Tulane team. And it's going to be very close with no matter who they play in this conference this year. But uh, I think this team, another team that falls victim, like you said earlier, to the uh, top six. Because the top six is very uh, distinctly uh, characterized, I'd say, in its own realm. Uh, but this three teams right here, definitely in their own category in tier two. Yeah, uh, number seven for me, Tulsa. Three starters, some of the bench return for Tulsa. Decent season, uh, I think average for Tulsa. Fortunately, they do lose their top two options. Like you said, Horn is coming in from Colorado. And I think Horn was one of the best role players uh, in all of college basketball. He just starred in his role, obviously, 11 points. And um, a stretch four. Um, small step back. Two years ago, they're still two years removed from winning the American. And this team can always play spoiler at any time. They're always competitive. 
Oh, yeah, 100%. You can never count out Tulsa, like I said, in the game. This team's always very competitive. And they had a couple great upsets last year. Definitely going to see that coming, hopefully, once again this season as well. Now time for the fun stuff, the top six. Uh, personally, I believe the top six all have a chance to get a bid for March Madness this year. That Will that pan out that way? Probably not. I think I think American, we'll talk about it, what, how many bids they can get this upcoming season at the end of the episode. But now, number six, I do have Cincinnati here. Since uh, he returns three stars and some of the bench. Um, it's a newly aligned Cincy team as well. You got to look at that. Year one for Coach Wes Miller coming over from UNC Greensboro. He brought three other guys from UNC Greensboro coming over as well. So uh, since he does return, top option, Jeremiah Davenport uh, to lead the way. Uh, should have high expectations for this team, year one of Wes Miller. But uh, I think this, these top five teams are a little bit better than Cincy. They kind of get the short end of the stick in terms of the top six. Yeah, like you said, uh, I, I agree with you. Since he had number six, Cincy, an historic program as well, just had a very dis uh, disastrous season last year, which, which is why they hired Wes Miller. But, uh, yeah, three starters return. Jeremiah Davenport, I think, is one of the better point guards in this league. He's definitely going to be all-conference, at least an all-conference second team this year. And, yeah, uh, very high expectations for him, uh, Wes Miller, in year one. But I, don't, I think they will fall short of the tournament. Yeah, I definitely agree with that statement as well. Uh, I think they're still competing for a spot. They definitely have a good chance to get a spot for the tournament, but I do not think they will with these top five teams in this American this year. Number five, uh, your dark horse, SMU, I got here at number five. Three stars and some of the bench do return for SMU, but I really didn't think this could be the year for SMU. I may, maybe make some noise, uh, similar to like we talked about earlier, the semi-Ogelay days for SMU. They do return Kendrick Davis, who we talked about, your player of the year, and also – but a guy you did not mention, Emmanuel Vandemel. Uh, so two very great options returning for SMU. The biggest issues, though, like you talked about, come from the transfer portal. Zach Nuttall, Sam Houston State, Michael Weathers, Marcus Weathers, the brothers, and also Tristan Clark, like you talked about. Watch out. I think SMU is legit and could definitely give a lot of these top four teams a run for their money this season. Yeah, it's time for the first mid-episode uh, change. I'm going with a team no one would expect to be at number five. Um, that team is is Memphis, obviously, uh, the number 12 team in the AP poll. I'm having them at number five in the American Conference. Experience over hype, obviously. If you guys didn't know, Penny Hardaway has not made the tournament once as a head coach yet. And once again, he has all the talent um, this year. Monty Bates, Jalen Duran, Earl Timberlake, Tyler Harris, you can name it. Uh, just so many, so much talent for this team. and. Penny just hasn't made the tournament. I hope he proves me wrong. <laughs> Very bold statement from you, putting this Memphis team at number five. Uh, this team's definitely a little bit better in my eyes. I, I know I, I definitely understand the experience over hype aspect of it. I think five might be a little too low for them, in my personal opinion. Uh, definitely not the number one team. I, I, I think a lot of people have them there right now, and that's why they're so high in the rankings for the AP poll. Do not think they should be that high. I, we didn't really talk about that last episode with the AP poll. Uh, Memphis, I think they definitely should be ranked. Uh, 12 might be a little too high for them. Talk about them a little bit later. Now time for number four. Number four, I have the uh, the underdog story here, number four. Wichita State, three stars, and most of the bench do return for this team. This team really came out of nowhere last year. We thought this team was going to be a bottom three team due to the loss of pretty much everything. Greg Marshall's gone. Uh, everybody left. The top seven left from last year's squad uh, two years ago, well, coming into the season last year. And uh, they did it, man. They, they came around. Sir Isaac Brown, one of the better coaches, man, really made a statement for himself. And that's why he got the extension. Shout out to him once again for getting that this uh, last season. Uh, but, yeah, 
Uh, underdog story, snuck into March Madness. Did lose a Drake, though, in the first round. A uh, very historic picture of uh, just Yusefu dunking on one of the Wichita State players. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you remember that picture or not, but uh, I'll have to show it to you after if you don't remember. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they do return key pieces in Tyson Etienne and also Morris Udeze. Also add your, your boy Joe Pleasant to the squad. So don't sleep on uh, Sir Isaac Brown and company. Wichita State still a very good team. Definitely on a rated story once again this season. Mm-hmm. And number four, the beneficiary of this mid-episode change is my dark horse, SMU. Obviously, I've talked about them a lot already, but I can't. I could talk about them all day. The transfers they got are, are very under the radar. I think they're all going to be good this year. And Kendrick Davis running the show. SMU is, is a tournament team in my eyes. Definitely agree with you. I think they definitely have a very good chance to make the tournament this year. Now time for the top three. Number three, I have Memphis here at number three. Memphis returned three stars in most of the bench. The NIT champs last season, you definitely forgot that statement. But, uh, yeah, they do return two very key pieces and two transfers last year from their squad. Landers Nolly and uh, DeAndre Williams, who made very big statement years in year one at Memphis for both of them. Going to be very key pieces once again this season. But, man, you got to look at the offseason for Memphis. Probably the team that benefited the most. I One of the teams that benefited the most from this offseason. Look at two five-star recruits in Amani Bates and Jalen Durand. Uh, two, two household, nearly household names in terms of high school basketball. And if you don't know who they are, just look them up. You'll definitely find a lot of images and searches of them if you look them up. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you got to look at also the other guys like you talked about. Earl Timberlake coming over from Miami. Tyler Harris making his return to Memphis, coming from Iowa State. So Memphis is a very good team, but they are inexperienced. So that's why a lot of people are having their doubts uh, with the experience over hype aspects. I'm definitely one of those doubters, but I do, I do got to give them some credit on how talented they do look on paper, but it really depends on how they look at the end of the scoreboard. Yeah, definitely. And if you're a Monty fan or a Jalen Durant fan, and if you're just a Memphis fan and you think they're going to win the national championship, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of people commenting, why is Memphis not in the AP top 10? I'm like, come on, are you, are you kidding me? Like, they, they got a lot of great talents. Don't get me wrong, but they don't have experience. And you look at – this reminds me of the, the Duke team with Zion, RJ, Barrett, and uh, Cam Reddish. You, you look at that team. Three great freshman phenoms, and uh, they didn't make it too, too far in March Madness. They made it far, but they didn't make it far enough in March Madness. And you look at that. They should have lost to UCF in that game in the sweet, uh, round of 32. But uh, they got their way, I guess. But, uh, yeah, look at that. I definitely think it's going to be a similar path and trajectory if they make it to March Madness because we still don't know if this team's capable of doing that just yet. Yeah, definitely. And in my uh, top three, I have – UCF, everyone is back for UCF, 100% of the points, 100% of the minutes. Uh, Brandon Mahan, or yeah, Mahan, he tore it up to start the year last year. He's got to be a lot more consistent because he ended the year very poorly. But the, uh, the other guys, Perry Green Jr., C.J. Walker, he, they're, all, they're all high major players. They're all high school notables as well. This team is very talented, and they're experienced as well. I think they're a tournament team. Definitely should be a tournament team. And uh, this UCF team, man, oh, man, they had a really good run for a little bit of the season as well last year. Like you talked about, this is my number two team, by the way. They do return their top ten like you talked about. They had a lot of great upsets. you got to look at that one game. They upset Houston. So if they can upset Houston last year and everyone coming back, they definitely – it's guys the limit for this team, I think. And that's why I have them here at number two. Uh, like you talked about, the guys, Darius Perry, Brandon Mahan, Aaron Green Jr., Isaiah Adams also, and T.J. Walker. Uh, and also bringing in Czech Maglake, DeYoung coming over from UNLV, a good big man to help compensate uh, for his UCF team. So uh, the pieces are definitely right there for the puzzle 
in terms of UCF's uh, getting the bid, definitely should get a bid and definitely should compete. This team has a good chance to even win the American, I think. That's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. So I really do love this UCF team. It's just a matter of if they can get that transition game going because that's really their uh, focal point on how they were so successful last season. So uh, hopefully it carries over this year with the top 10 coming back. Yeah, and I forgot about Dion coming in as well. He's a he's a very good big man. Nearly averaged a double-double last year for UNLV. Uh, but for my number two team, I have Wichita State. Like you said, the Cinderella story. Won a share of the Lee, uh, the conference last year, and that was enough for Isaac Brown's interim tag to finally come off. Like you said, he got a, a nice four-year deal. Team made the tournament last year. American Play of the Year, Tyson Etienne. He's back. So is his big man, Marcus Odizi. Solid depth on this program. I've always wanted to travel to Wichita to watch a basketball game. They treat their, their college like an NBA team over there. Oh, yeah. They definitely do. And uh, even some of the old guys, uh, like you got Ron Baker, Fred Van Vliet. You remember every single great Wichita State player that comes in and out of the program and goes pretty far. That's just something we love about Wichita, Kansas over there. That'd be really cool to go to one of their games, but uh, I mean, I don't know how we're going to maybe do that, but hey, it's a, it's a, it's a bucket, it's an item on the bucket list. There's a lot of great items we got. Probably the first one is going to the March Madness game, and there, I might be going to one. I don't know if you're coming with me or not, but uh, they are playing in Greenville, South Carolina, which is not too far down the road from where I am right now. So a uh, March Madness trip might be getting checked off the bucket list come March of the next year. Very excited to that, but uh, we'll see how that gets there. Obviously, we got a long ways to go, so we're finally talking about that and making that a plan. But now, time for the number one team. Who else but Houston? Uh, only one starter and majority of the bench do return, though, which is very odd. Uh, you never really see one starter and some of the bench return and a team to maybe repeat, quote-unquote. I know they're uh, obviously co-sharing of the league last year, but uh, Houston looks to be very good. Lost in the Final Four, if you do remember that, you probably should because that was one of the better teams in college basketball last year. Do lose a lot of talent, though. They lose Quentin Grimes, they lose Dejon Durow. It was a, a lot of other key pieces as well. They do return Marcus Asser to lead the squad. Also with a healthy Fabian White Jr. Lots of key pieces coming back. Uh, I really do think that Coach Kelvin Sampson should have another really great season and a lot of key pieces returning. So uh, sky's the limit for this team. They're going to be very good once again, no question. Yeah, like you said, Houston at number one, one starter and the bench are back from that final four team. The one starter, Marcus Sasser who is obviously a player of the year contender. Fabian White was a starter two years ago before a, a 20 ACL. EC somehow played again last year with the 20 ACL, and they got a solid recruiting class, probably the best, second best, sorry, in the American. Obviously, you know who the best is. They should have another appearance in March Madness. Calvin Sampson, terrific coach. Yeah, and they had a lot of great young pieces last year that are going to definitely make a splash. Uh, one guy in mind is Tavion Mark who had very great glimpses last year in his freshman season. He just gets one year better. So uh, he's probably going to be a starter this year to watch out for because uh, he, he could be uh, one of the better players and one of the most improved players in this conference looking back at last year. But, yeah, man, the high majors are finally here. That's just number one with the American. we got a lot more coming uh, until we get to, obviously, the start of the season. Next one up, the A-10. The A-10 is looking very interesting this year as uh, a lot of talent did leave this A-10 uh, conference in total. But uh, there's one team that's coming back who we thought was going to be the team last year, ended up not being the team too, too much. But uh, they got high expectations once again. And I know your team, St. Louis, looking a little bit iffy. But uh, we'll see what happens because they've still got some key pieces that have made a return uh, for their final year of college basketball. But all in all, very excited for these high majors to start once again. American, now let's talk about it. 
How many bids do you think this team, this conference can legitimately get? You know I want you know I want five, but I think realistically they're gonna get three or four. That's 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean it was very it was very surprising they got only got two. I mean. It, they usually they do not get two. They usually get a little bit more than two, but two was just a down year for the American last year, definitely. But I really do think this team, this conference can get three slash four because they, they are very good and they are very talented. And right now in the AP poll, I believe, is, is Houston ranked in the AP poll? I, be, I believe they are. Is that correct? Let's just check right now. I, I don't I don't remember. I don't remember talking about them on top of my head, but uh, I know Memphis is ranked. And is Houston, is Houston ended up being ranked? Yeah, they are. They're ranked 15. Okay. okay, so so two teams in the top 15 for the uh, American. If they can get one more, which definitely can, there's three right there. So, uh, I mean, this they're not automatically locked season to Memphis, but uh, they, it's looking like they're going to hopefully make it to March Madness. But we'll see what happens. A long season to go, obviously. So, uh, yeah, 20 days left till FCC begins. Obviously, Amer- uh, A-10 is up next. So, I'm very excited to get to that one uh, probably tomorrow or the day after because we're on a tight schedule now. Yeah, we are. And yeah, like you said, uh, being ranked doesn't really matter. That number in college basketball doesn't matter because it's college basketball. Anything can happen. Oh yeah, anything can happen. As we saw last year, uh, last year is probably one of the statement pieces on why uh, anything can happen in college basketball, especially at that March Madness game, uh, games, excuse me, last year and runs from some of these teams as well. But yes, A10 is up next. Very excited to get to that one. As like I talked about a little bit earlier, a lot of new uh, faces. Uh, coming in and out of this A-10 conference. So very excited to get to it. But like I said, 20 days till the season begins. So I think that is all we have for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, it's always March, baby. It's always March, baby. Memphis will not win the national championship.